Welcome to the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxie. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCready and featuring Zach Barry of Red Cup Rebellion, the Soft Verbal Podcast is your number one podcast dedicated to Ole Miss football and basketball recruiting. Featuring guests from throughout the Rivals.com network, the Soft Verbal Podcast tells you what is happening and what's going to happen on the recruiting trail. And it does it in style, just like Dead Soxie. Visit DeadSoxie.com and enter promo code RebelGrove at checkout for 30% off your order of the best dress socks you'll ever wear. Now... Here's your host, Neil McCready. Welcome into another edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast. I'm Neil McCready. Today, Zach Barry is with me as well. We are brought to you by our friends at Dead Soxy. They are the title sponsor of this here show. I guess I should have said welcome to the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxy, but I didn't. Hopefully, they'll uh, they'll forgive me. Uh I'll tell you this before we get started. Dead Soxy wants you to know they have created socks that make an impact. They've teamed up with Vogel Alcove to help young children in the Dallas area overcome the lasting and traumatic effects of homelessness. These incredible socks were created by the very kids this program is serving with three one-of-a-kind designs. Each sock tells its own story. So visit DeadSoxy.com. Click on the yellow banner at the top of the page to visit the collab page. 50% of all of the proceeds have been pledged to help break the cycle of child homelessness, extend the season of perpetual giving, and support this incredible collaboration. While the promo code will not apply to the Vogel Alcove collaboration in order to maximize the donation, remember to enjoy the 30% off all other Dead Soxy products with promo code REBELGROVE. So welcome to 2020, and as always, stay Soxy. I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours. It's that simple. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get a great quote. And uh, the rest is up to you. You can shop it around or you can do what I've done, what I think you should do, which is hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the product. You'll love the service. After the sale, Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. He will prove that to you once you make the call. 662 662- Two five seven, nineteen hundred. Zachary, how are you, sir? Neil, I have uh, migrated my rampaging to the arena that is Nashville daycares. Oh. Um, it is uh, quite the struggle out here in these uh, newborn slash infant streets. When yeah. it comes to finding a, a daycare that is a affordable and B does not have a wait list, so um, it's been a it, it's been quite the uh, journey. Have you told them who you are? I have told them who I am. I told them that at one point I uh, stole content from a reputable Mississippi sports writer. Uh, did. They didn't seem to be impressed with that, but no. uh, but yeah. So it's. You know, it, hey man, just people, hey, 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 <laughs> hey. You know, you just keep on producing that content, and I'll keep reading it, brother. That's that's right, baby. Hey, just everything you put out, man. I just devour it, all of it. And I'm not as a as a as a journalist. <laughs> I'm not one that believe it or not. I don't do a lot of reading. <laughs> that's a fact. Um, but. Yeah, every every literally every place here has a wait list. The city is growing like crazy, as you and everyone else knows. Um, much to Memphis's chagrin, but yeah, it's it's been 
it hasn't been terrible because my wife and I both work from home, so we have the luxury of that. But he's getting to that age where the brain is starting to develop more, and he's kind of, you know, starting to pose the question like, "Hey, why aren't y'all paying attention to me twenty four seven like you normally do?" Um, but other than that, hey, life is good. We're not going to get into this more than ten seconds. I promise. Well, more than ten. It might be only okay. twenty. This starting the clock. This crazy Astro story is taking another turn as we we taping this on Thursday afternoon at one fifty. And I gotta tell you, man, the way this story is going now, we it's spiraling. I, I I'm I'm mesmerized by it. It's now coming out. Carlos Beltran's niece, believe it or not, is the person who broke the story months ago that Carlos Beltran was getting the Mets job, and she broke oh. the, she broke the story last night that Carlos Beltran was getting fired as the Mets manager. For those of you who don't keep up with this, Carlos Beltran played for the Houston Astros in 2017 when they won the World Series. It was, I think it was the last playing year of his career. And uh, the Astros, as you all probably know by now, have been implicated and essentially convicted in a uh, cheating scandal. Well, today, after her uncle, Carlos, was fired by the New York Mets, mutually resigned, whatever you want to use, word you want to use, she tweeted on her account that Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman, two of the uh, most recognizable stars certainly offensive stars of the Houston Astros, wore buzzers uh, under their jerseys that the uh, guy back at the control room who was watching the live video would send a buzz to them on their shoulder to let them know what pitch was coming. Whoa. That is is (laughs) scandalous. And anyway, there is now video that has surfaced of Jose Altuve hitting a walk-off home run against Araldis Chapman of the New York Yankees to walk off and send the Astros to the World Series in 2017. And he, as he's getting to home plate, he's pulling on his jersey and reminding his teammates not to tear it off. Because, oh. Yes, because if you ever watch much Major League Baseball, you know that frequently when a player hits a walk-off home run, they assault him at the plate. They strip Yeah, what his, is that? It's a weird thing. I don't know. But they, they strip him of his jersey, and they pour things on top of him, and then they celebrate, and then they all go back into the locker room. And then as he's doing his post-game interview, someone throws a bucket of Gatorade or whatever on him, and that's the end of the celebration. Jose Altuve made sure that his jersey was not ripped off. Ah, fascinating. Well, sh- well, surely Neil, that you're you're not insinuating that a former LSU athlete would do anything disingenuous <laughs> in a sports uh, competition. <laughs> to show you how my mind works, I did not even think about that. But but uh, but that's true. Yes, uh, it's been a bit, that's insane. Been a week for LSU, by the way. It's been a oh. it's been a week for LSU. They they win the national title on Monday night uh, in convincing fashion over Clemson to wrap up a 15-0 and season that was as dominant a season as I can remember in my feeble mind. And ever since then, literally since the final knee, it has gone to hell. It is almost as if, we said this on the Oxford Exile podcast, it's almost as if the devil and LSU made a deal 
And the devil waited till the final seconds had ticked off the clock to go, all right, screw it. I'm done. Deal's paid off. Back. To, it's here, here comes hell. I can't believe that Joe Brady didn't want to stay there. Baton Rouge is a wonderful place. Do you think Dave Aranda's going to stay? Well, it seems that Justin Fuente is staying in Blacksburg. And I Bill, think that they're Billy moving Napier on to... staying in, in Lafayette. Billy Napier is absolutely gambling on himself. I, I, almost, to, almost to the point <laughs> that I just admire it. I mean, it it's, you got to respect it. He's betting on himself. Absolutely. I mean... If it doesn't work do you, out, he has no one but himself to blame. And if it does work, why do you out, think he's doing that? I, I guess I I guess he believes. Hey, kudos, man. I mean, he's, hey. the, he's the guy at the blackjack table. He's got seventeen, and he's going to hit me. We're going to see a video, Neil, in like twenty years, <clears throat> where it's going to be Billy Napier doing an interview. But, you know, obviously 20 years down the road, so he's going to be older. But this is not going to be the Billy Napier that we know right now. This is going to be a Rustin Cole version of Billy Napier. And he's going to be talking about time as a flat circle and Carcosa and how <laughs> he should have gotten out of Louisiana. <laughs> hey, more power to him, man. I guess I guess in his way, I guess in his, his thinking, he's he's driving up the price on himself. I have no idea. But, hey. But, yeah, I guess Baylor's moving on to Dave Aranda. I mean, great for Dave Aranda. It's a good job to get. It's it's uh, it, it's interesting for Ole Miss on a couple of counts, right? Because Ole Miss opens with Baylor in Houston, so it stands to reason that it's going to be Lane Kiffin versus Dave Aranda, uh, two guys that I think have gone up against each other before. Maybe. I don't know how long Aranda's been there. I don't know. Anyway, and then, obviously, LSU – Look, I don't want to overdo this. I mean, yeah, they're going to fall off. I hate to say that they're going to fall off a cliff because I don't know that, but they are mm-hmm. losing a lot of dudes to the NFL, as you would expect. Uh, they're losing, obviously, Joe Burrow to the NFL. He's out of eligibility. God, what a year he had. And they lose Joe Brady to the Panthers, their offensive uh, offensive mind. And if you lose Aranda, he's one of the, the top defensive coordinators in all of college football. There's no debating that. Uh, mm-hmm. Re- replacing all those guys in short order is going to be a, a, a tall tall order and then you then you have the pressure to repeat the pressure to play with the edge that they played with which is very difficult after you've gotten to the mountaintop and uh, they're going to get everybody's best shot I mean LSU gets circled on the schedule for a lot of people before Alabama does now they're the champ mm-hmm. everybody wants to beat the champ and uh, Ole Miss gets them in September that'll be interesting I'm not about to. I'm not about to predict an Ole Miss win because I can sit here and go and 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 it kind of transitions into one of our first quick little recruiting topics here, which is I have no idea who is going to be the quarterback at LSU. I don't have any idea who is going to be the quarterback at Ole Miss, and I guess it's conceivable that Derek King could be on that field wearing one of those uniforms. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with him. He's in the transfer portal. I've seen it. I've actually seen the portal this morning. He's in it with the little uh, graduation crown thing next to his official next to his name on the official portal. So he's ready to play next season, as per the NCAA. And I would think both Ole Miss and LSU are at the very minimum kicking those tires. Is he? Is he? Is he as effective? For LSU without Joe Brady, though, like who? I mean, I guess you got to wait and see who they bring in. Yeah, is is Ensminger going to stay? Like, what's the deal? I don't know. 
I don't know. You know, and there's a lot of talk about Frank Wilson. Or Frank Wilson got the head football coaching job at, at uh, McNeese State. Congratulations. Yeah, baby. Good for him. Go Cowboys. Uh, That's right. So, uh, you know, he's out. Much of what everyone thought would happen with, with uh, LSU this offseason has not happened. I think I think most people thought or hoped down there that Joe Brady would stay one more year, that Innsminger would likely retire. They'd bring in Frank Wilson. Brady would run the offense. Frank Wilson would go run the state of Louisiana in recruiting the way that he always has. And uh, off to the races. And it just has not quite worked out that way. It doesn't appear to be working out that way. And I know that two of the linebackers that left yesterday – Phillips and Queen, I believe, uh, both LSU had hoped as recently as last week mm-hmm. that they would both stay for their uh, their final year, and, and, and neither are. Ole Miss NCAA casualty linebacker Jacob Phillips, if you do recall. I do recall. I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, real, real quick, trivia here. Who was Dave Aranda's roommate in college? Uh, Dave Aranda's roommate in college was Jose Altuve. Time is a flat circle. It was not. Oh. Huh. Um, uh, here's a hint. Okay. Okay, cool. Hook him. Oh, are you? Wow. Tom Herman? Tom Herman at California Lutheran. Wow. Yeah. How back about, in uh, back in the late 90s, yeah. How about that? I also, you said you weren't sure how long Aranda's been at LSU. I feel like he's been there way longer. He got there in 2016. I feel, he feels like he's been there forever. Which I guess that is four years ago, but or three and a half, however you want to call it. But yeah, that's I don't know. I feel like he's been there much longer. He was at Wisconsin before that, obviously, and then at Utah State. But if he takes the Baylor job, that is still going to be a must see game, must see T V game, in my opinion. Dave Aranda, defensive, um, you know, arguably one of the biggest and baddest defensive minds in the game next to Brent Venables against Lane Kiffin and his redemption story and his offensive, um, you know, his offensive genius and all that. I mean, a lot of, a uh, lot of buzzwords, a lot of, a lot of stuff that they can talk about on college game day in week one. That hasn't happened since 2015 with Ole Miss. No, there's, there's, I mean, there's a lot of storylines and we haven't even scratched the surface of them. We haven't had a chance to talk to anybody, yeah. you know, and we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. We don't know a lot of things about – we don't know the rest of the coaching staff. Um, as of this moment, I, I think there are two openings. Is that right, still? Yes. So we still got we've defensive been, line. Yeah, we've and then Freddie Roach has indeed joined the New York Giants. I, th- I think – I don't really know how that got – kick down the path the way that it did earlier in the week, but whatever. I don't either. Some people believe if you post things enough that it'll happen. <laughs> but so defensive line <laughs> <laughs> and are they going to how it, it we don't I mean we have no idea of knowing, but are they going to do outside and inside linebackers or are they just going to do linebackers? So it could be 3. Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, the last staff had inside and outside with Tyrone and um, Coons, but yeah, who knows? But at least two. I think openings. the fact that they have both Durkin and Partridge on that side of the ball gives them a tremendous amount of flexibility. Right, because yeah, because because Partridge could handle the entire secondary, um, 
and then Durkin could handle linebackers. Durkin has coached defensive line in the past, so yeah, the, I don't know. We're in the dark here. Yeah, my guess, and this is a guess, 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 guess. My guess is that Durkin will probably would prefer to handle mostly linebackers in addition to being a coordinator, but that is absolutely a guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The good news is we'll eventually find out. Yeah. I mean, I've said this a number of times, and it has proven to ring true. Kiffin is deliberate. He is not in a hurry. And as of as of this moment, to my knowledge and to your knowledge, I think, and we could be way off or we could be right on, I don't know. They have the dead period ends at midnight tonight. By the time you hear this on Friday, probably is when you'll hear it. The dead period has ended. Um, they have three official visitors due in this weekend, I believe. One of them, Kentrell Bullock, is already signed, so that'll be fine. I mean, there's nothing to it. Um, <laughs> whatever. Uh, he'll come in and get a cake or whatnot. And yeah, have just a, going to St. Leo. He'll have a uh, he'll have a good weekend. Uh, they've got uh, Demon Clowney coming in, the uh, defensive end, four-star defensive end, and they've got four-star cornerback Isaiah Dunson coming in. So basically two official visitors this weekend that we know of that are public. Uh, I don't know of any private ones. If I did, I would tell you that there are some private ones and, and let you go crazy and guess, but I don't, I, I don't know of anything. It doesn't mean anything. There's just very little information out there, but Mm-hmm. Usually, if a kid lines up an official visit, he tweets about it or Instagrams about it or something, and so it gets out, and, and I haven't seen anything else. So my point in that very long-winded diatribe is that they don't have to have a full staff there this weekend. No, not at all. We've talked about it before. There doesn't have to be a position coach recruiting the position of a, of a recruit. It does not matter. Yeah, I think you would like to have, preferably, on Sunday night when coaches hit the road, you probably would like to have the full complement of coaches in place. Doesn't mean you have to. Sure. But you don't have to. And you can supplement that. I mean, you can, if you don't have the prerequisite number of coaches out on the road, you can take one of your support staff people and and designate them as a recruiter. You could take... Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things you could do. Yeah. So it's it's while it's a big deal, and I'm not trying to minimize it. Not, I've had people email me these, just almost you can feel the anxiety of why is it not done? Well, it doesn't have to be done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they don't start spring practice till March. And, uh, I mean, frankly, that's if you want to really put a, a deadline on it, that's the first real deadline that has any meat to it. And even that, you could work around. The, yeah. the, the real. As long as he has the staff. Yeah. I was going to say, as long as he has it put together by Meet the Rebels Day, Neil, then he'll be okay. I would think, I mean, in all seriousness, <laughs> in all seriousness, then I'll shut up. I and mean, this is never going to get to this place. But I would think the absolute, real, honest to God deadline would be the start of fall camp you you'd, mm-hmm. ha- you'd have to have but they'll be long done by then i, I don't even want to i can i can read the threads now neil said they won't have a it'll be on the other site not this site neil said they're not going to have any their staff <laughs> until fall camp 
my anticipation is that yeah. he probably will have the staff. I wouldn't. I'm, I'm guessing here. I, I I would guess in the next five days or so. Yeah, yeah. I I, I feel comfortable affirming that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, the biggest, the, the two names to know, obviously, coming in this weekend, and no disrespect to Kentrell Bullock, he's just already signed, so no concern there. But, yeah, Demon Clowney and Isaiah Dunson, both four stars, both def- both defensive guys. Um, I know a lot of people clamor for, we need help on the defensive side. Well, Ole Miss is going to have their shot. You've got an impact defensive back, and you've got an impact defensive lineman um, that are coming in town. So that's... Definitely something to keep an eye on for sure. I feel pretty good about my future cast and how I think things will work out for Demon Clowney. Um, Isaiah Dunson uh, kind of remains to be seen. If he shows up, I think that uh, Ole Miss will have a really good shot. He seems to be very interested, and um, it's pretty much going to be, in my opinion, Ole Miss or Texas for him. Yeah, I, I don't do those because I hate uh... – I hate if you're wrong the way people just come after you with the whole shoot the messenger thing. I, I would forecast Clowney for sure right now if I were doing it. And I probably wouldn't be surprised if on Sunday I was saying the same thing about Dunson. Yeah. But, yeah, as far as we know, um, those are the two that are going to be in town this weekend uh, that you that you need to know in terms of who is going to be uh, in town. Now, we talked a little bit before the show started of a new name that has somewhat popped up, um, and it's a rather large name for sure. Shea Gilgis Alexander? <laughs> That's a big uh, name. Carl Anthony Towns is a lot of letters. Oh, you meant, uh, you meant a name of... Giannis... How do you say his name? I can... Giannis Yank- Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. Okay. Man, I finally figured out how to say his first name, but I'm still working on the last name. Um, no, so uh, per uh, Kevin Wiltfong of uh, 247 Sport, or Steve Wiltfong, I apologize, Steve. Um, he uh, is reporting that uh, Zachary Evans, the five-star running back out of Houston, Texas, who most thought was going to Georgia, and then he, in fact, tried to go to Georgia, and they turned his uh, letter of intent away. Uh, all signs seem to point to A&M right now, uh, but Will Fong uh, reported that A&M appears to still be a major contender, but two other schools that seem to be making a move are Florida and Ole Miss. All right, let's talk about it. From a talent standpoint, he, he might be the most talented player in this class. Yeah, might not be, but you would certainly include him in that conversation from a sheer talent standpoint. If all you're talking about is talent, nothing but talent, that's it. Mm-hmm. MVP of the Under Armour game this yeah, year. He is certainly one of one of the two or three most talented players in this class, and very likely the most talented player in this class. If he had no off-field problems, he would be able to go anywhere he wanted to go. Absolutely. He is a dynamic, game-changing player who uh, on the field would allow you – he would 
change the trajectory of your offense instantaneously. Yeah, I mean that's you want to talk about a you want to talk about a room there. That running back room. Whew. Now, he has off the field problems. He has major off the field problems. <laughs> he is a uh he is a risky signing if there was ever a risky signing. It's it's the dice roll and I feel free to disagree or give me your take. I think this is a dice roll from what and we're not going to get into details on the off the field stuff. There's I'm not going to do that and I don't think you will either, but from what I have heard I think it is somewhat manageable in in terms of look, if we take you here and there is any sign, any whiff of you doing any of this stuff, you're done. I think it's a dice roll that you make because we were talking about it before. They have got to get people back into Ole Miss football. They have got, I, I know season ticket price, uh, season ticket sales are back up, but attendance is down everywhere in the country. You've got to get butts in seats. You've got to get people excited about Ole Miss football again. Um, Let's let's chronicle what he's done off the field that's gotten him into trouble. You know okay. you know it better than I do. For the people who haven't uh, completely kept up with it, I know that there was an, an altercation with the principal, I believe, and then there was an altercation with no, that's not the right word. There was a disagreement that was uh, behavioral in nature with his coaching mm-hmm. staff on the field. Yeah, um, several. I mean, he was suspended for his state championship game. Um, I mean, there were things, rumors out there that at one point during a regular season game, he, I believe the rumor was he was on the bench with his cell phone. A coach told him to put his cell phone away and he didn't. And so they sent him to the locker room. So, I mean, look, there's, this is what recruiting has become. It's these 13 14 15 year old kids that are immediately they are coddled they are very fortunate to be in these positions and look i'm all for kids going to college for free and and getting to have that experience and and having the opportunity to better themselves in the classroom on the you know in athletics going to play professionally all that that's all great um but some of these kids they they get it in their heads that man, I can do whatever I want here. And when you're a five-star running back in the state of Texas and you're a top 30 national player, you're MVP of the Under Armour game, hey, who's going to tell you what to do? So regardless of whether or not that rumor is true or whatever that Neil and I have heard, just know this, it was bad enough that Kirby Smart in Georgia told him no thanks. <sighs> Which leads you into the discussion, and look, I think both of us believe he's going to end up at Texas A&M, right? So where this is really a hypothetical that just gets kind of into mm-hmm. into where we are today. It leads that you is to, that is where my money where my money my money would be on A and M, pun intended. Yeah. Now, if you told me it wasn't A and M, given the off season issues that Dan Mullen had at Florida. I would bet on Ole Miss. Oh. I would bet on Ole Miss before I'd bet on Florida. 
because that that is a dice roll that Mullen cannot afford. Because well, it's it's also a, it, it, it's also a dice. He just went eleven and two. He doesn't have to take that dice roll, which gets me back into my how far can you fall analogy. If you're Florida, Mm -hmm. and for everybody out there, put your Dan Mullen stuff aside. Put it away. Put it away. Just just put it in the closet. Close the door for a minute. Because that's the stuff. It's like the baseball discussion when everybody turns it into, but Bianco's only. It's not not about Mike. Okay. This is not about Dan. (laughs) This is not about Dan. If you're Florida's program right now today, you just went 11-2. and You uh, You won an access bowl. Over Virginia, I guess it was the Orange Bowl. Uh, you you only lost twice. You lost to the eventual national champion, and you lost to uh, Georgia. That's it. That's all you lost. You beat everybody else. You finished in the top ten in the rankings. You are uh, you're as a coach, Mullen is is couldn't be safer. From a on the field standpoint, if you're Florida, you're thrilled with the trajectory of your program right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got Trask back. He's got a a good team. He's got a good coaching staff. There's just no reason to take the big gamble. Because maybe and that and that, and, and, and but, that is a touchy fan base. It is. It's a touchy fan base, and he had a bad off season, and he recovered from it. He did. He got through it. But you don't want to do that again and again and again if you're him. So if you're them, is that gamble worth taking? The answer is no. The answer for Georgia was, is that answer worth taking? Is that gamble worth taking? And for Georgia, the answer is very clearly no. Is Kirby frustrated that he can't quite break through? Sure. But is his program in any form of trouble? Of course not. He just went, what did he go, 11-2 and two also? And, uh, and yeah, another he, access bowl went, went to an access bowl one at this time beat beat Baylor. Um, he's got a, you know, a, a healthy staff and he's got a, a, a strong recruiting class on top of another strong recruiting class and all that stuff. It, it's a gamble for them that it's not necessary to take. Mm-hmm. So that gets me to my question about Ole Miss. And let's be transparent here. If you're Ole Miss, you took a certain degree of gamble on Lane Kiffin, nothing like Nothing like some of the people make it out to be. Mm-hmm. You you not a gamble, but you you borrowed some some PR hits and it disappeared quickly. But when you hired DJ Durkin, sure. And I mean, it, I'm, I'm trying to I'm not trying to be critical. I'm just saying these are these are the facts. If you sign Zach Evans, the message that gets sent is oh to hell with it. which is kind of where I am with you right now, and I can't believe I'm saying this as I sort of talk myself through it. I'm right back to that. You just went four and eight. You've just come off of a four-year period that was a disaster, if we're just being frank. Mm -hmm. You haven't been to a bowl game since January the 1st, 2016. You've been on two years of of NCAA sanctions. Um, You had a two-year bowl ban. You haven't had a winning season since six, since 15. You've had one neutral season and three losing seasons in four years. You've had a coach get fired because of uh, Asian massages and, and all sorts of other things. And you just fired your own, your own head coach because 
the your, your your best wide receiver at the at the end of a game lifted his leg to do a fake pee thing and it cost you all that stuff. I mean, you are where you are. So I'm kind of like, eh. If it doesn't work, how far is there? To, how far is there to fall? The answer is like, I guess you could go. And just hear me out here. I guess you could fall from four and eight to two and ten. I guess. And yeah. tell me the difference between four and eight and two and ten. I'll I'll hang up and listen. There there is there is no difference. Yeah, I, it's a risk that you absolutely take because, I mean, the guy is is otherworldly otherworldly as a talent on the football field. I mean, he has been compared by most to somebody like Melvin Gordon. He won the MVP at the Under Armour game. If you need a a refresher there, Jerry Neely did the same thing uh, last year, and he seemed to transition just fine to college football. I think Zachary Evans, wherever he ends up, will do the same. This is just a matter of has Lane gotten to that point where he has matured as a program manager and as a coach to where he can manage a player like this. Because look, hey, spoiler alert, all five-star recruits aren't, you know, Johnny B. Good in the classroom and, 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 you know, nobody ever goes out. Everybody's tucked in by seven, watching the nightly news, finishing up homework, going to bed. Like it's not like that. Well, you can speak for every program, but ULM. All right. Well, fair enough. Okay, I apologize. We go water skiing. Come back. We uh, have a, a very balanced meal. We study until about eight o'clock, and then we go to bed. Yeah, I mean, that's my thing. Is look. That is exactly what I said to people that question the Lane Kiffin hire. Is well, I mean, you know, he could be a train wreck. What? Who cares? We are. You you already are a train wreck. That's like, that's the point. That's the we point. are having the same discussion that we had then four weeks before you made the hire. And there comes a point where maybe you don't take those chances anymore. There comes a point where you are at a place where you have too far to fall. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think you absolutely – if Zachary Evans wants to come to Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, I, I think he'll absolutely take him. I think you take him, and like you said, you have to do two things. You have to have a uh, – you have to have a plan in place from a PR standpoint in case people start, why are you taking this kid? have to have an answer ready that that whether people buy it or not is your answer. You have to be consistent with it. And then he has to understand you're not going to have as much leash at the beginning of your career as a normal freshman would. And that's the way it is. But, you know, the last time that Ole Miss, quote, took a chance on a behavior kid, it worked out pretty well. At Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chad's running, Chad Kelly is running into some problems in his pro career. But at Ole Miss, he... If he got into trouble, they were able to get him away from trouble. He, I, I don't think he got into much trouble. I don't either. I was actually talking to somebody about that the other day. About From everybody that I've talked to, Chad was as Johnny B. Good as someone could be. If he wasn't at home, he was in the film room or at the IPF working out. I think 
from everybody that I, that I talked to that was in Oxford when he was at Ole Miss, they said that they never saw him out. So maybe maybe you get lucky again. He's maybe visited, you can convince him. He visited Ole Miss in the spring. Evans did. Yes. Uh, I, so I know that that he's been here before. It wouldn't be unfamiliar. He knows some people around the program. I believe Devon Penniman is a uh, a cousin of his. I believe, yes, yeah, second cousin, I believe, something like that. Yeah, there, there's there's some familiarity. It's an SEC program. Uh, yeah, I've taught myself. Kevin, I, Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith, and Lane Kiffin have a running back, Devin Singletary, with the Bills that was in the NFL playoffs. There's this isn't just a Hey, we got Lane Kiffin. It's cute. Come over here and play. No, I mean they've got some 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 street cred. Yeah, and if, I think if you ever get to a place where your program is where Florida's program is today, which is what Ole Miss is obviously trying to do, when you get to that place, I, you know, I would have I probably would have a different answer. I would say I don't know that you have to take that chance when you're when you're. Yeah. This is the only way you would ever. The only way you're going to get a kid like Evans at this point in your program's history, if you will, is. Yeah, by getting him as damaged goods. Hey, this this is this is absolutely a risk that that Ole Miss can afford and should take. Because yeah, like you said, there's nowhere else to go but up, and other people are not going to move on him. You have absolutely got to. Um, I just thought of this as in terms of street cred and a sales pitch, if you will. Lane Kiffin could talk to to Zach Evans and say, "Hey, I coached Josh Jacobs. Look what he did." NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. Similar build. Evans is a little taller. About same weight coming out of high school. And Josh Jacobs now tearing it up for the Raiders. So I'm assuming that you're typing all of this word for word. I'm making a post. You and I were, for, for people who don't have ESPN 11. Yeah, sorry, sorry. For people who don't have ESPN 11, we've been not only doing a podcast, but conducting a text conversation back and forth about a piece of information that we have, and I have made the editorial decision to post it. All right. This is insert, you are looking live. Yeah, and so for people who, Zachary Evans, we're told, is, as we've been recording this, is going to visit Ole Miss officially on uh, January the 31st, so in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we are going by uh, our calendars here, Neil, that is the last weekend before signing day. That is correct. Friday is January the 31st, so Saturday is February the 1st, Sunday is February the 2nd, and then there is a quiet period. Uh, slash dead period, Shh, the third quiet, and the fourth. Quiet. Shh, hold it down, quiet period. And then players can sign on uh, the morning of February the 5th. Yeah. So big, big development there as we are recording. So uh, it's almost as if we spoke it into existence again, Neil. The power of podcasts. It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, this one's not Man. even out in the public world yet, and it's talking people into stuff. Now, I, th- I, mean, I do this think you thing. take him. I do think if you can get him, you take him. I'll be surprised, again, to reiterate, I'll be surprised if he's not at Texas A&M. They're, they they uh, have uh, less – they have less room to fall than, than uh, Florida does. But 
you know, there's more. They have more room to fall than Ole Miss does at this point. But they're not at Florida's mm-hmm. level. They're not at Georgia's level right now. They can pretend that they are. I, I am curious because Ross Bjork is kind of a rule follower. I, I am curious to see whether Ross Bjork wants to do this. This might be Ross Bjork and Jimbo Fisher. You think he comes into play here? Well, he is the AD. This might be their first. Well, moment. That's true. This might be the first moment where he says, "Wait a minute, what are we doing?" You think he comes into Jimbo's office and says, "Boy, howdy." I think I don't know says, about this kid. I think kid. he walks in and says, "Howdy." And then he says, <laughs> "So I went to Bucky's over the weekend, and here's what I got." And, and then he says to Jimbo, "So let's talk." And, and Jimbo kicks up his spurs and looks at him and says, "Ross, I need this boy." And then yeah. I don't know what happens after that. It's a stare down at the OK Corral. Ross, this is one of those hogs that we just got to tie. <laughs> Something like that. Something but. like that. You know, we might have to uh, we might have to keep our, 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 our wrangle on him. Might have to wrangle him in a few times, but we're gonna have to we're gonna have to play him over here. Yeah. Ross, did you tell him that the grass is always greener over here in College Station, Texas? Now I will tell you this, back in the spring, Zachary Evans did not want to go to Texas A and M. He I believe the quote was his recruitment was going to be different. He was trying to set himself apart yeah. in terms of not staying home. He wanted to go and, and visit proof, all these different proof places. Proof of that is that he was going to Sama, Georgia. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, that's the, the the proof that he was, you know, speaking the truth at that point is that had he not gotten in trouble today, he's a Georgia Bulldog. Yeah, and it's unfortunate that Georgia was was unable to sign him because they only got two top twenty players. <laughs> And this is what it just tells you Kirby just decided it's not worth the risk. Yeah. And I'm I'm not I get it. When when you're where they are, it's why would you do anything that could blow up? I get it. Well, and in Georgia, like just like you said with Florida and how their program trajectory is on the correct path right now. They're winning access bowls, Dan Mullen's winning a lot, they're recruiting well. I mean Georgia's in the exact same spot, but also Georgia is not exactly the well is not dry when it comes to running backs at the University of Georgia. I mean, I, I'm look they they signed a five star in this class already, Kendall Milton from Clovis, California. Grew up a huge, huge fan of Corey Smith and REM and all of those things. I mean that. You just—that's what you do when you grow up in Clovis, California. You just—you want to go between the hedges and walk through the arches and all that good stuff. But yeah, they got a five-star running back in this class. Um, DeAndre Swift's gone, but they still have the the Zamir White kid, who's who's a former five-star. I mean, they, Kirby's not hurting there. So you know, kudos to him for making that tough decision to tell a top thirty player no. Now, like you said, Neil. Ole Miss has got to jump at this opportunity, and if he if he wants to come, no, no, it's you are nodding yes, and you are throwing national letter of intent papers at him. Yeah, yeah. So, and if you get him and it works out, great and yeah. uh, awesome. Obviously, it's something you can you can use. And if you get him and it doesn't work out, you need to have a pretty clean exit strategy pre planned as well. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, you do. You can't. You, you can't let him come in and and ruin the credibility inside your program. Because that's a surefire yeah, way. To do it. That is a surefire way to do it. Ask you freeze. Absolutely. If he is a lock, especially if it's a locker room issue. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Out. If, Gone. If the if the five star players get the special treatment, that does not go over well in a locker room. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Absolutely. It's. It is something that you take. Referring to the risk, but um, yeah. I. This is a way to get you. You're already back on the national map. You're you're in the limelight. Jeremy Shap was in Oxford during the dead period, when nothing else outside of NFL playoffs and college football national title game is going on. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. There were other things that Jeremy Shap could have been doing, and he was in Oxford talking to Lane Kiffin. You get Zach Evans. There you go. There's there's, there's a storyline that they could run with. At media days, but oh, you got to manage it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're gonna get questioned about it. You know, why did you take yeah. him and all that? And you got to have answers. But we're getting <laughs> hey. ahead, we're getting ahead of ourselves because you know he hasn't shown up for a visit yet, and yeah, all those things. Hey, you're already getting questions about DJ Durkin. Th- those are coming, so might as well. Hey. Oh yeah, no, I mean, he's he uh, he will be advised before that day in Jan- in July. I would hope to. Uh, and in May, when he goes to the SEC meetings in Destin, I would hope that some people around him have done some debate prep, if you will, to help mm-hmm. to help prepare him. All right, I know you got to get uh, you got to get bouncing. I'll tell you real quick that uh, this podcast is also brought to you by the College Corner. It's one stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area: one in Ridgeland, next to Fleet Feet, and uh, the new location in Flowood, next to Half Shell collegecornerstore.com if you uh, don't live in jackson not a problem you can get your you get your old miss gear from collegecornerstore.com online you can also check them out at facebook and uh, instagram they got you covered for all your tailgate and home gate needs the largest selection of rebel gear in the central mississippi area so we will uh we'll be back next week we'll uh we'll at this point uh, probably have a better feel for what's going on in recruiting but a little better idea of who's been where who they're talking to i'm sure some new names will pop up and uh we'll also be able to look ahead to the uh second weekend and one one that i think will be a bigger visit weekend than the one that uh starts friday in oxford so for zach barry uh, I'm Neil McCready. Again, our thanks to the people at Dead Soxy. It's deadsoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. Enter promo code Rebel Grove at checkout for 30% off all orders. Until next week, take care.